Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in. everyone and welcome to the outfit repeaters an unofficial lizzie mcguire recap podcast i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me as always is sam chung hello back again this is episode 10 we have done 10 episodes we have done 10 episodes yeah i think it's been going pretty well uh well enough you know um some episodes are easier to get through than others so yeah, here we are still, <laughs> still doing this. Was this episode one of those episodes? Uh, yeah, I like simulations, so anytime something is simulated, I enjoy that. And this episode had simulated uh, mar- extramarital affairs, so, you know, always great. Yes, in a children's show. We love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. the drama. So much drama. Ooh, that's such a perfect... Oh, I think we're going to be playing that a lot this episode. <laughs> no, it can only, I've decided it can only be played once per episode and that was it. <laughs> That's it? If you wanted it played, it's too late. <laughs> but then you have total control over the so much drama moment. I do. That was it. That was the so much drama moment. All right. All right. If you want a so much drama later, you get one so much drama. So choose carefully. Okay. Noted. Choose diligently and carefully. Be both things. I shall. Okay. Today we're going to be recapping episode 110, I Do, I Don't. In this episode, the class play acts marriage in social studies, and it aired on April 27th, 2001. Yep. Uh, And in this episode, we see many heterosexual couples. Um, I guess, you know, 2001, not progressive. I thought this might go that way. You thought it would be progressive? No, I thought it would not be progressive. Okay. I thought we would see yes. exclusively heterosexual couples. Yes, it is all very heteronormative. There is a lot of um, gender conversations to be had. Not by them. They have none. Not by them, by us yeah. breaking this episode down. Yeah, Miranda picks Homemaker as her career, and she's totally fine with that. Yes. There's a lot of talk about careers. I've realized 10 episodes in, they're always talking about like what they're going to do. You're right. Yeah, they already had the whole, um, like, what am I going to be when I grow up quiz. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting fake careers. And fake marriages. <laughs> and it's like, you had such a difficult time choosing what you wanted to be, like, when you could choose it yourself. And then when, when someone assigns it for you, you get so angry at what you were chosen. Like, pick a lane. Well, the girls were all okay with their careers. Mm-hmm. And the boys were a little more meh about it. But that's because girls are, that's just feeding into, you know, girls being more passive and just being happy with what they get. I guess. But in two of the three couples, the girls did have the more, that's true. quote unquote, and, successful career. And was that the show's way of trying to be progressive? Um, 
I don't I don't think so. I think it was more the comedy of watching a man flounder. Did you find that funny? Not really, because the whole <laughs> the whole joke about like the whole Larry being a mailman was like that Larry actually wanted to be a mailman. But you know, if that's what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. Um and then the whole the, I don't know, and then there was the comedy that like Gordo who wants to be this very aspirational success uh successful person ultimately ended up being a sanitation engineer. So it wasn't so much about the girls being in power. It was about the guys not being in power. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we're jumping ahead. We are. We always do. (laughs) We always jump ahead. Let's take it from the top. I don't know why I just said it like that. Okay. Yeah, let's move on from that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So in the opening scene of the show, we have our classic three-way phone call between Lizzie Gordo and Miranda. They are talking about Ethan Kraft. This is a big episode for Ethan Kraft. We haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah, and it's very different from the way that we've seen Ethan Kraft previously. Because previously he's been kind of like a bully. He's been like too cool for school. Now he's just kind of a doofus. Yes, and as we have, I think we talked about this before, this very much happened because Danny Kessler went away. Yeah, but Danny Kessler wasn't a doofus. Like who decided that this guy, that this kid should be just a doofus? I don't know, man. They took away the bully and they added in the like heartthrob, but they kept the whole like, like he just says some really dumb things. Everything he said was really dumb. He (laughs) says some really dumb things. I can't think of a dumb thing he didn't say. But the girls are all very aware of this, but they don't care because he's hot is basically what it boils down to. Yeah. And I mean, Gordo's a little harsh. He says that Ethan Kraft will one day be uh, working at a gas station. So Part time. But yeah, they're talking, the girls are talking about Ethan Kraft and using like superpowers to get him. And during the conversation, Matt storms into Lizzie's room in search for something. He's uh, looking for a flashlight. Looking for a flashlight. Lizzie's doing her typical like older sister annoyed with her pesky little brother thing. Very, very one note, I would say, in terms of their relationship. Yeah, nothing new here. And then Sam comes in. And Lizzie's like, does anybody knock? And then Sam goes back to the door and knocks, and I appreciated that, <laughs> that moment. Yeah, you liked that? I liked that. Okay. Um, and Sam comes in to ask Lizzie why Matt is covered in dirt, which is something we didn't mention yet. He runs into Lizzie's room, he's covered in dirt, and he's looking for a flashlight. And Sam's like, what's all this about? Lizzie's like, you caught me. I buried him in the backyard. Which she could have. I wouldn't put it past her. She's pretty vindictive. <laughs> And then she's like, obviously, that's a joke, Dad. I don't know what Matt's doing. We yeah, don't talk. Yeah, she's real snappy. Really snappy. For no reason. For no reason. But then, I mean, I guess there is a reason, right? Because she's getting married tomorrow. I guess. I don't know. Kids are kids are too much work. Yeah, is this show making you anti-kids? If she's my kid. <laughs> Oof. I would not want her as a kid. Like, if, if, I, if, my, if I, Sam, hopped into the body of Sam in the show... I'd be like, where did I go wrong with this child? Okay, give Lizzie a break. She's a 13-year-old girl, and it is really hard to be a 13-year-old girl. Uh, yeah, I know. No, you don't. You don't I know don't. how hard it is to be a 13-year-old girl. I guess, girl. No, and I don't want to know, so. <laughs> you really don't, so. I know, and it's like, if you have kids, it's it's 50-50 shot. Uh, it's not good odds. <laughs> oh, my God. 
But yes, Lizzie's stressed out getting married in the morning for a school project. And then cut to theme song. And then after the theme song, our first scene, we are at school. We get the explanation of the social studies project and the rules. And basically what's happening is the couple with the best marriage, they're all giving a presentation on their marriage at a, quote, 20-year reunion. And the couple who has the, quote, unquote, best marriage, kind of unclear about what, like, what that means. Yeah, they we never got a rubric no. for what best marriage means. But I can, but... Of the three marriages we saw, they were all bad. Like, I don't know what a good marriage is by this rubric, but we saw a bunch of bad marriages. We did see a a lot of bad marriages. Yeah. Yeah, so whoever has the best marriage does not have to write the paper. Um, How do they know about this project in advance of the project? I wonder if it's like a annual thing, right? Like the seventh graders always do the, the marriage simulation. I guess. I don't know. But the couples must make all decisions together. And as I said, it's leading up to this big presentation at a 20-year reunion. And moving into the pairings, we have some really fun pairings here. And everybody, every girl that we focus in on wants to be paired with Ethan Craft. Yeah. So do you think the teacher chose these pairs or were they randomly assigned? Does it matter? I think it does matter. Because on the one hand, if it's random then, you know, you can't really help who you get. But is the teacher the one who's cherry-picking who's being, who's being paired with who? Whom? Who is being paired with whom? I would like to think that a teacher would amuse themselves enough by putting Kate with Larry just to see what would happen. Yeah. That feels a little intentional. Because, like, I don't know, in, in real life, do you think a teacher would just let the kids pair off by themselves? No, I think it would have to be either random or... I mean, it's assigned either way. You don't think that the, the kids could choose their own pairs? No, because that could get into some, like, you know, dicey situations with feelings and... There would know. have to be some same... Like, are we assuming that every class has an even boy-girl ratio? Based on this episode, yes. <laughs> That's just not how life works. I know. I would have loved to see some queer couples represented. There could have been some throubles. I mean... Ethan Kraft got kind of of laughed at, but you know what? (laughs) There could have been some throubles. Like, what if there's an odd number of kids in the class? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, single parent it, but that's not the point of the assignment. The point of the assignment is to work with other people. Yeah, it's it's not about parenting. It's marriage. Right. You don't even have to have kids. That was not on the successful marriage rubric. No, but many of them do. So let's go through each pairing and their respective careers. Okay. And like first impressions. Okay. Okay. So first we got Kate is paired with Larry. Yeah. And she says, I can't be married to Larry. And teacher's like, too bad. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, he's class president. He has a lot of power. I know. Yeah. And then in terms of careers, Larry is a mailman and Kate is a TV anchor woman. Yeah, she's very excited about that. Yeah, she really leans into it. They're both actually very excited yeah. about their careers. So two for two on careers. Correct. Oh, for one on marriage selection. Yes. The second couple we get is Lizzie and Gordo. And Lizzie's like cool with that. She's like, Gordo's cool. 
Yeah, best friends equal best marriage. A recipe for victory. No paper for us this weekend. Yeah, but she's rationalizing. I mean, I would be too. Like, that's fair. Like, she didn't get what she wanted, but like being paired, I mean, being paired with your best friend isn't the worst thing either. Yeah, but she's trying to convince herself. She doesn't actually believe these things. Okay. <laughs> well, you Lizzie, can tell. Well, Lizzie's career is a lawyer and Gordo is a sanitation engineer, a garbage man. Yes. He's like, I pick up garbage and my wife is a lawyer. And he's doesn't sound very pleased by that. Yeah. He can't just be happy for her. He can't? No. <laughs> I know. How dare the man have the um, blue collar career to his wife's white collar career. That's yeah. just like not how gender works. And finally, we get the moment that Miranda has been waiting for because she is paired with Ethan Kraft. Yep. Uh, and there's like special heart music. Uh, Lizzie's super jealous. Um, and then they pick their careers. And Ethan is a surgeon. <laughs> and he says, that's like a doctor, right? <laughs> to which. How did he make it to seventh grade? To which cartoon Lizzie says, I've met vegetables smarter than him. I think there's vegetables in our refrigerator right now that are smarter than him. <laughs> and then Miranda is a homemaker a what sorry i should <laughs> uh, <laughs> homemaker <laughs> like, ah, ah. i didn't know if i was gonna say house or home and it's just like uh, house maker there, there's I know. no such thing as a house i know maker. okay that's like a carpenter like it's, a <laughs> it's been a long week sam it's been a long month it's been a long week at home <laughs> <laughs> Are you going crazy stuck in the house? <laughs> oh, no, we're really unraveling. <laughs> oh, my God. Back on track. Miranda is a homemaker. She's okay with that. And this is the most um, stereotypical sort of like straight out of the 1950s pairing that we get. Yeah. Um, but she's excited because she's Mrs. Dr. Ethan Craft. Yes, Mrs. Doctor. <laughs> I don't like that. In fact, I hate that. I don't like it either. And you know who also doesn't like that? Lizzie. Everybody. <laughs> no one likes that. Stop it. Stop. So those are the pairings. These are the couples that we will be tracking and following their relationship progress throughout the course of this episode. So the next scene, we are at lunch. And immediately, Miranda pieces out. She's like, I'm eating lunch with my husband today. The doctor. Yeah, and she pulls out like a fake engagement ring. Yes, that she got from. Where'd she get that? Did Ethan give that to her, or did she bring that with her in anticipation of this event? Presumably, Ethan gave it to her, but that also goes against everything we know about Ethan so far. I'm so, so confused. I where don't she know. got that from. But yeah, she like waves it in front of Lizzie. She really is doing that like show off, like look at my hand thing. Yep. And it's. Not that great that Miranda immediately abandons her friends for her Dr. Ethan Craft husband. So, I know, especially one episode after she <laughs> lectured Lizzie about doing that exact thing. Right? The, the hypocrisy. Yeah, it's just so much hypocrisy. So Miranda goes to have lunch with her doctor husband and Lizzie and Gordo are left alone. Gordo really wants to talk about the project and his sanitation plans. But Lizzie is, just wants to talk about Miranda and Ethan. He is one truck, J just just one garbage truck. And that becomes two garbage trucks, then three, 
than a lot of garbage trucks, a fleet of garbage trucks. For you see, trucks equal contracts, and contracts equal money, and money equals power. Are, are you even listening to me? Hello? Um, yeah, you're talking about trash. You know, Lizzie, I know we're best friends, but sometimes I feel like you take me for granted. Like now. What? How do you think that makes me feel? We've been married for less than a period, and you're already jealous of someone else's husband. I'm not jealous. We have to work on this marriage thing together. So, yeah, I feel for Gordo there. How dare you take me for granted? <laughs> you should walk out of this marriage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as he said, only one period into this marriage, and Lizzie's jealous of another woman. Yeah. Not looking great for Gordo and Lizzie. Yeah. No, and this is why ultimately all three marriages that we've been shown are doomed to fail. Which is like, I mean, because on the onset, you're like, okay, well, Lizzie and Gordo have the most potential. But then Lizzie is just so wrapped up in the Miranda of it all. And yeah, but Gordo has plans and he wants Lizzie to hear these plans. He's not going to let the sanitation gig get him down. He has a scheme. He wants to have a sanitation empire. Yeah, he wants to like own a junkyard. Yeah. And Lizzie won't listen. Yeah. And I don't understand why this is such a big deal because clearly this is just an assignment and there are things happening in the world of like outside the assignment. Like outside of the assignment, Ethan and Kate are clearly hanging out a lot. So just because like Miranda and Ethan got paired for this assignment, Lizzie is acting like the whole world has collapsed. Yeah, it's just, it feels like they really just take this assignment very seriously to the point of like Miranda thinks that she's in a relationship with Ethan now. Lizzie thinks that Miranda's in a relationship with Ethan now. And that's just not true. Yeah, it's it's blatantly false. That's and if, if Lizzie wants a good grade on her project, she's better off with Gordo, honestly. Yeah. Like who like is spending time with Ethan like you're going to be doing all the work, girl. And also, can we talk about how the punishment is like a 500 word essay? That's not even that many words. I know. They get so worked up on like, I don't want to do this essay. But it's like, it's like a page and a half. So much drama. <laughs> is this your moment? Is this the moment that you want? No. Okay. I just want to say it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that is the situation thus far. Now we have to cut back to the B plot. There is a Matt story unfolding as well. Yep. As always, Joe is very concerned about what's going on with Matt. Yeah, he's like perpetually covered in dirt. Yes. <laughs> and she also asks Lizzie, as if Lizzie will know this information. I don't know why Sam and Joe think Lizzie would know this information. So at the beginning of the scene, Matt runs into the into the kitchen and opens the fridge and starts grabbing rations. Does he grab a beer? I think it's a root beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's... That's pretty uh, bold Bold for a Disney show. <laughs> for like a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, Disney showing some underage drinking. I was like, did that say beer? Root beer makes more sense, I guess, in the context of Disney Channel. Yes, <laughs> but I like that you asked that question. Well, you know, I can't be the only one thinking it. I think you were. Okay, 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 um, okay. Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> Lizzie opens up to Joe about the project and... Joe starts talking about what marriage is. Yeah, marriage is about love and trust and communication. To which Sam 
She goes, right, Sam? And Sam goes, what? And then Joe says, just say yes. <laughs> yeah, and clearly the fourth element is just blind acquiescence. <laughs> that is a marriage. Yeah, and so Lizzie's so out of here. Yeah. Outie. <laughs> oh, no. I hated that. <laughs> Brought it back. No, never bring it back. And Sam is also outie to go follow Matt. Yeah. Um, so Sam is like crawling through the woods. There's like tree branches smacking him in the face. He, he walks through the woods for probably like five hours. And then finally. <laughs> the woods that is his backyard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he finally finds, um, I guess like kind of like a, uh, it looks kind of like a burrow, not so much a cave. It kind of looks like if you're looking into, um, like, where prairie dogs live. Yeah. Like that's, the, that's, that, that, that's this. Yeah. But he crawls through, and it opens up into a giant cave that Matt has apparently dug all by himself. Yeah. Um, it only took him a couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, you know, it's kept him busy. You know, Sam's response is he's actually kind of impressed yeah, I mean, Matt was able to identify the load-bearing areas of the cave so it didn't collapse on on him. So, you know, it's pretty it's a pretty impressive architectural feat that he uh, accomplished right here. Yeah, I mean, brilliance. Yeah. But Sam is like, you know, like, why? Like, why'd you do this? And Matt goes, have you ever wanted a place that was your own? A place where you could just hang and that just really hits Sam in the feels. Because he's like, every single day of my life. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's having some uh, some tough thoughts about his own marriage. <laughs> kind of. Because he's totally in on the cave. And to which Matt replies, oh, welcome to the Matt cave. Yeah. And then he says, that's okay, right? And Sam says, well, I guess technically you have parental supervision, so... It's okay. Yeah, and we're not going to tell mom about this. Oh, no, because secrets are the key to a healthy marriage. (laughs) Everybody knows that. Need a good secret or two. You know, the irony of how marriage is depicted in this episode and this this episode being so focused on marriage and then juxtaposing it with what's actually happening with Sam and Joe's marriage in this episode just hit me. It just hit you now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. It it gets real deep. It does. Yeah, like a Disney channel. Just getting right into like a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we're at the Digital Bean. The Weird Cafe Returns. Weird Cafe Returns. It's a pretty um common setting for the rest of the series. You don't have to call it the Weird Cafe. Every I'm going to call it the Weird Cafe every time. <laughs> okay. Because, okay, here's the thing. Why is it called the Digital Bean? There's no computers there's nothing digital about it. Its aesthetic is very, um, you know, pop futurism. It's not. It looks like the inside of Roly Polioli's house. Oh, I loved Roly Polioli. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird, like pastel colors and I don't know, just like geometry. Future. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Lizzie's ordering a smoothie and she sees Kate and Ethan together and something is up clearly but no something's not up at all Ethan and Kate are hanging and then she has the brilliant idea you know what's the best place to eavesdrop on them from directly underneath the table (laughs) where they're sitting like what a terrible notion I know so she crawls under the table and 
listens in on their conversation. We find out that Kate is planning to leave Larry at the reunion. And Ethan's response is, does that mean I get two wives? There, there are no words to express how truly dumb <laughs> he is throughout this entire episode. You know, Ethan Craft endorses polygamy. Or he's just an idiot. Um, and Kate's but, like, no. Meanwhile, Lizzie is like getting her hair stuck to like the gum under the table. Yeah, really gross. Which I she did this to herself. Like, why are you crawling under the table? Yeah, to spy for Miranda. That's not how spying works. The the, <laughs> the point of spying is you don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: Lizzie gets caught. Yeah, she gets caught because apparently she had ordered a drink, and then the waiter brings it to her while she's under the table. <laughs> like nothing you planned out. None of this. Nope. Ugh, she's. She's so dumb. Who's more dumb in this scene? Is it Lizzie or Ethan? Because <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm I could flip a coin. I would say honestly, for as um, Lizzie's kind of impulsive sometimes. Sometimes she like just acts before she really thinks things through. Yeah, I would say yeah. No, now that I think about it, she is definitely <laughs> queen of dumb in this scene. Okay. Ethan, you are forgiven. Lizzie, queen of dumb. Okay. Well. Kate's like, no, you don't get two wives. You're going to get me because you should also leave Miranda, which is just also unnecessary. Like, it's a school project. Yeah, they're all about that drama. Too bad I can't play the clip again. Oh, and yeah, Lizzie gets caught. There really isn't much of a consequence to Lizzie getting caught or even really a conversation about how weird that was. It kind of just cuts to the next scene. Yeah where we are back at Lizzie's house and Lizzie and Gordo are bickering. Yeah, they're uh, working on their project, but, or rather Gordo is working on the project. Lizzie's a little bit preoccupied. Yeah, because she knows that Miranda is going to get left at the reunion and she feels like she needs to tell her. Yeah, Gordo doesn't really care at this point. Yeah, Gordo's like, can we just focus on our project. Gordo's like, can we worry about our marriage? Let's not worry about other people's marriages. Yeah, which honestly, yes, eyes on your own paper. (laughs) I really liked the line that when he says, trash may not be glamorous, Lizzie, but it's going to put our kids through school. Like your wife's a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but does she have a law empire? It's all about the empire. Yeah. But Lizzie doesn't care. Lizzie doesn't care about the trash empire. Maybe Gordo's ultimate uh, ultimate career trajectory is to become like uh, like the American Pickers. Do you know? Are you familiar with the American Pickers? No, I'm not. It's like my brother's favorite show, <laughs> or it used to be. And it's like these two dudes who just go like junk shopping, and then they repurpose the junk, and then they sell the junk. TLC. Uh, maybe something like that. We stopped by their uh, their place, actually. On your cross-country trip? No, when we went to Tennessee that one time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, my family loves repurposed junk. Well, half my family loves repurposed junk. <laughs> the other half does not. <laughs> the other half <laughs> identifies it as junk. <laughs> you can repurpose it all you want. It's still junk. Anyways, Lizzie is worried about Miranda and... Miranda being humiliated if Ethan dumps her. 
And that's basically the purpose of this scene. Lizzie cares about Miranda. Gordo cares about the project. Yeah. That's that's basically what happens throughout this whole episode. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't really evolve much further than that. No, it does not. Then we are back at the digital bean, getting a lot of screen time in this episode. And Miranda is there and Lizzie goes up to her and is going to tell her what's going on. But she's like easing into it. And so we learn a little bit about Ethan and Miranda's life. We learn that Ethan is a heart surgeon. They have three kids, Brittany, Gwyneth, and Ethan Jr. Why is this show so obsessed with Brittany and Gwyneth? (laughs) Because it's 2001. That like keeps coming up. And they're like, they're big stars, but are they the biggest stars of 2001? Especially like Gwyneth Paltrow. Let them love Gwyneth, (laughs) who goes on to create Goop. (laughs) A cult. An empire. Oh, yeah. But yeah, their obsession with these two specific (laughs) celebrities who don't embody, well, maybe Britney because she was on Mickey Mouse Club. Was Gwyneth actually on Mickey Mouse Club? Is that why they're doing this? Britney was definitely on the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. In the Justin and Christina era. But I don't think Gwyneth is. I don't think she has any connection to the Disney Channel. I don't think she does either. So random. But she's, what was Gwyneth Paltrow doing in 2001? Uh, Shallow Hal? Or is that too early? When did Shallow Hal come out? Oh, nailed no, it. Yeah, you did nail it. <laughs> Shallow Hal, I nailed it. Shallow Hal did come out in 2001. Look at me. Good job. Yeah, I know my film stuff. Also, Miranda drives the kids to soccer practice in a metallic blue SUV with a beige interior. And Lizzie's so like, like Barbie's car. That's She's describing that Barbie's, is Barbie's car. car. <laughs> um, one of Barbie's cars. <laughs> Um, and then Lizzie's like, what does, what does Ethan do? And she's like, Ethan just works a lot as heart surgeons do. Quote, works a lot. Yeah. Lizzie's about to tell Miranda like about that. Um, but Ethan shows up and slides into the table, like sits next to Miranda and he's like, I'm here now. I had doctor stuff to do again, doctor stuff to do. And Lizzie chickens out in front of Ethan. Like, she was going to tell Miranda, but Ethan's here now. And Miranda looks so happy, and Lizzie just can't do it. Um, And she calls herself a coward and a wimp. And, like, Lizzie frames it as Miranda looks so happy, but I think it has less to do with Miranda being happy and more to do with the fact that Ethan is there now. Oh, it definitely does. She feels weird about calling out Ethan when Ethan is right there. Yeah, like, she would never do that. I mean, she does eventually. Kind of. She's like, Ethan, go away. And then she, and then she tells on him. Right. Yeah. But she would never say anything bad about Ethan Craft to Ethan Craft's face. I mean, she could, and he might not even be aware that it was happening. I don't know <laughs> why she's so afraid of this. <laughs> because look at his face, Sam. He's so dreamy. Is he? <laughs> Back at the cave, Sam is really, really into the cave at this point, And he's like making expansion plans <laughs> like it's Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yeah, they have, like, a ration of snacks they brought to the cave. Um, they're thinking about blowing out one of the walls, bringing in a generator, getting in some lights, uh, maybe a TV, just, like, fully going all out with this cave. Yeah, opening the roof so they could get some satellite. Oh, yeah, some satellite. Yeah, they have big plans for this cave. But this conversation is interrupted by Joe, the party pooper, Yeah, look at Joe just stifling their creativity. Truly. She's like, get out of this mud hole. It's not a mud hole. At most, it's a dirt hole. 
<laughs> well, Joe calls it a mud hole and is just like a typical mom freak out. Like it could collapse on you. And I mean, Joe wears the pants in the family and Sam just goes, you know, Matt, she found out fair and square. Resistance at this point is futile. Ah. Thanks a lot, you muggle. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, appropriate reaction. Yeah, he sells out so fast. I know. Weak. Weak. And then Matt's like closing line in this show is women can't live with them, can't tell them where your cave is. I mean, <laughs> true based on what we've seen. And then we are back at school. It is presentation day. And we reach the height of the Gordo and Lizzie of it all. Yeah, he brings up being um, neglected again. He does. <laughs> Not being appreciated. And that she's taking it for granted. That's his favorite line. You're taking me for granted. I know. Um, and he says he doesn't care about winning. He cares that Lizzie just seems annoyed by him now that they're married. That actually does hit Lizzie for the first time. Yeah, Only took the it, entire episode. Why does it hit her now and not when he said this exact thing 10 minutes ago? I don't know. <laughs> it's not like he said anything drastically different. I know. He's been saying the same thing this entire episode. You take me for granted. You know, I know why. Because the, like, illusion of Ethan Craft has broken for Lizzie. Yeah. And, like, before she was so preoccupied on, like, the Ethan of it all. But now that she, like, yeah, the illusion, like, he's been demystified. He is about to leave Miranda, not great. Why does Gordo like her so much? Like Lizzie? Yeah. Like all she does is take it for granted. Repeatedly. Back when they wanted to go to a pool party, she doesn't even think about him. Now she's like, oh, I can't believe I, like, why aren't I getting Ethan as my partner? Why don't I get Gordo? Like, Gordo, you need to take a step back and evaluate yourself and where you stand in this relationship. Well, who would Gordo's friends be if not Lizzie and Miranda? I don't know. He should do some self, self-exploratory self exercises. Some soul searching. Some soul search. Yeah, exactly. But however, whatever reason it hits Lizzie now, it does. And she says, not only am I a wimp, I'm a jerk. Oof, right in the feels. So then we cut and we are in like the classroom where the presentations are happening. Kate's hair is so wild. Yeah, she's like a newscaster, but from like 1960. No, it's more 80s. Okay, maybe 80s. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's like Anchorman. Yeah. (laughs) She walked straight out of Anchorman and into this classroom. Totally like teased up. We start off the presentations with a cop and a farmer, but then Kate is up next with Larry. Kate marches on stage, grabs the microphone, and gives a whole spiel about how successful she is as an anchorwoman. She replaced Katie Couric on the Today Show, and left Larry and Larry's like yo I did not agree to any of this yeah and the teacher is not happy with this either she wants to see them after the presentations yeah because she orchestrated this and is just mad that it failed (laughs) yeah like you picked the pairs and they're taking a five minute break after all of that drama yeah how convenient how convenient for this plot yeah what a convenient a conveniently placed break and Lizzie's like, okay, I have to do this. I can't let Miranda get up there. Miranda has been my friend for much longer than she's been Mrs. Dr. Ethan Craft. (laughs) And she approaches Miranda and, you know, good start tries to tell her everything. And 
Miranda at first is very defensive and tells Lizzie that she is jealous. And Lizzie's like, I'm not jealous. Ethan's going to leave you and tells her everything she heard at the Digital Bean. And the music gets sadder. Miranda really, like, is quick to believe it. Like, I thought that Miranda might just never believe it until it actually started to happen. But she believes Lizzie real quick. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, Lizzie is her best friend. Yeah, but Ethan is her husband. (laughs) True. But yeah, Miranda gets this like kind of like sad, pained look on her face. But then it's her turn to present. And I want to play their presentation. Okay. Because it's glorious. Is there a Mrs. Doctor in the house? Me and Miranda had her up. Issues, you know, like on Ricky Lake. Um, Ethan was a heart surgeon. Uh, I was a homemaker. We had three kids, Brittany, Gwyneth, and Ethan Jr. We had a vacation house, a swimming pool. I thought we had a pretty good life. Yeah, and then also... But Ethan was seeing someone else, weren't you, Ethan? Uh, no. Ethan is going to leave me for Kate. But you see, Doctor, that's not how I operate. I'm leaving you. You can take the car. You can take everything. But you can't take my dignity. I I can't be married to someone who can't even manage to be my friend. Okay. I thought I was going to have two wives. No, I got none. There's so much good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that escalated way quickly. Um, (laughs) I don't even know. Like, from Miranda saying, you can take the car, you can take everything, just not my dignity. Like, no, you clearly do not understand how a divorce works, especially when you make nothing and you're married to a doctor. Like, never have Miranda negotiate any hostage crisis situation. (laughs) Yeah, Miranda, get your (laughs) 50-50. You can have this hostage. You can have all the hostages. But you can't have my dignity. (laughs) But you can't have my dignity. Um, Then there's like her mic drop slash slamming the mic on the (laughs) ground. Yeah, mic slam. (laughs) Runs off. But I liked when she was like, no, doctor, that's not how I operate. Good one. (laughs) Good one, yeah. Um, and then Ethan, for some reason, even though he was told earlier that he was not going to have two wives, (laughs) still till the very last moment possible, believed that he would come out of this with two wives. He did. He was very disappointed. Now he has no wives, as he said. He's just a single, lonely doctor. I feel so bad for him. (laughs) I guess not, because he still has three children. You can take the car and the children. (laughs) You get the children. (laughs) Not how a divorce works. (laughs) And meanwhile, you think that that is the, you know, the the so much drama moment of the episode, right? But the Kate and Larry drama continues to escalate. And Kate is, there's like a snacks and like a punch bowl set up. Well, it's their 20th uh, reunion or whatever. Right. So, you know, it has to, the decor of the room has to really emulate that reunion feel. Right. I guess that's authentic enough. So Kate is telling Larry that you're going to tell the teacher that we made all of these decisions together 
And she's just like yelling and badgering him. And then she's like, pour me some punch. Which is what marriage is all about. As we saw from Joe and Sam, it's about one person telling the other person what to do and the other person blindly agree. (laughs) (laughs) But Larry does not blindly agree. And Larry takes the uh, giant bowl of punch and dumps it all over Kate's wild 80s hair. And so much drama. Thank you. <laughs> I, I had a sense that this was the moment that you were waiting for. Yeah, real presidential stuff from Larry here. Yeah, Larry's not going to be bullied. <laughs> Larry is the president, and he will not be bossed around like this. And that is how the marriage presentations end. I, for one, am upset that we didn't get to see Lizzie and Gordo's presentation. It would have been boring. It would have been boring, but like to be following three couples the whole episode and only get two presentations. Yeah. No, we should have seen their presentation as well. Like maybe they should have gone first instead of the farmer and the cop. Yeah. But the farmer and the cop win, so. So good for them. Good for them. But yeah, the episode really comes full circle. We end where we began with the three-way phone call in each of the characters' bedrooms. Um, And they are discussing their paper topics because they all lost the marriage. (laughs) They all lost. They (laughs) lost at marriage. They did. Um, And Lizzie is going to write about not taking people for granted. Wow, look at that lesson that she, it only took her like... (laughs) Repeated prods to learn. Yes, over days. And they all basically talk about what a silly assignment that was and that they're not getting married for a very long time. And I would hope not because they are literally 13. And Lizzie's like, I think we're too young to even pretend to be married. Yeah, but she says that she was lucky that she was married to her best friend. Which is like, aw. I thought she said that she didn't believe in best friends. Well... She does now, and it's Gordo. Sorry, Miranda. (laughs) Sorry, Miranda. I know you're on the call, but you are not my best friend. And Gordo is still like, my trash empire could have been big. And then both Lizzie and Miranda hang up on him. And go, guys. And then Gordo goes, ugh, chicks. And that's the end. And that's the end. Yeah, the end. A perfectly gendered way to end this very gendered episode of Lizzie McGuire. Overall thoughts. Um, I mean, like I said at the top, I like fake simulations. So this had, you know, that element that was working for it. You know, it fit in with everybody's character that we've seen so far. You know, Kate and Larry, classic pairing that never, never will work out. Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. I think it's a fun episode at a very surface level until you start thinking about it a little deeper. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like the way it, depicts gender roles and again like how heteronormative these marriages are Mm -hmm. doesn't really hold up you don't think this holds up no i don't i like that there were women in power jobs but like you said that was more of commentary on the men not being in powerful jobs yeah there's nothing about lizzie's lawyer career yeah like that's not even a factor in the episode she's not thinking about like, what kind of lawyer is she? <laughs> uh, who knows? Is no she, one knows. Is she a defense attorney? Is she prosecution? Is she, like, who? who is she trying to, there's so many, there's, there, there is so, like, being a lawyer 
Like, there's so many different types of law she could have studied. This is why they failed the marriage assignment. <laughs> yeah. Like, if she put as much thought into being a lawyer as Gordo put into his sanitation career, then she would be putting her kids through college. Yeah. Yeah. All of these young children are just so horny. What do you mean? Well, if it's not Gordo just, like, thirsting over the random girls that walk by him, now it's, like, <laughs> Lizzie and Miranda just, like, oh, I hope that this assignment really works out in terms of partners. Yeah, they have a middle school crush. I don't know, middle school's a wild time for crushes, so I cannot judge them too harshly. <laughs> That's all I'll say on that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode 110. I do, I don't. Now we talk about the outfits. Yes, now we talk about the outfits. I think the clear outfits that we have to talk about are obviously some of the career outfits at the end of the episode, so I'll pull those up first. Uh, we already talked a little bit about uh, the outfit that Kate has, but her husband, Larry, also comes through with quite an outfit. He looks like a mailman. Yeah, but do mailmen wear that like a like a safari guide hat? Why is he wearing that? I don't know. <laughs> he otherwise has the look down, though, right? He has like the, the blue polo. He has a messenger bag. Yeah. Um, he's like one of those walking mailmen, I guess, who just <laughs> walk the route. And speaking of mailmen, it's a very important job right now. Yeah. Do you, do you have anything else to say about Kate's outfit? Uh, again, just like straight out of the 1980s, even with even down to the like pastel, like anchor woman dress. Yeah. Lizzie, you know, just power suit, I guess. Definitely Joe's. Like it's way too big for her. <laughs> it is. It's, it's very large. It's a very large blazer. <laughs> Which is actually really cute because like... I feel like wearing your parents' clothes for this. Like, I've definitely worn my mom's clothes before for, like, school things, like yeah. for plays or something. Um, and then we can talk about Gordo's, like, I don't know, jumpsuit, I guess. He's apparently Tom. Sanitation engineer. Yeah, but this looks more like something a mechanic would wear. Yeah, you're <laughs> a right. A mechanic named Tom. Named Tom. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Yeah, Gordo's name has also changed in this marriage, apparently, for some reason, because his jumpsuit says Tom. Lizzie's hair looks really cute. Um, we have in the background one firefighter, it looks like, and one... What What do you think this person's occupation is? I don't know. <laughs> he looks more like a sanitation engineer. He does. <laughs> he does. All right, and then, of course, we have uh, Ethan and Miranda. Miranda looks like a farm wife. Yeah, she's got a bandana in her hair. Like Little House on the Prairie. Oh, now you think Miranda. No, this is not Little House. What we had last week was Little House on the Prairie. Okay, but she has a bandana in her hair. This is way too much shoulder for Little House on the Prairie. Let's get that straight. Little House on the Prairie is like like a a no-shoulder domain. And then like a plaid skirt. And then Ethan is in scrubs, surprisingly. Yeah, Um, and he's he's got a stethoscope. And look at and Ethan a mask. wearing a mask before it was in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, triggered. Triggered. And those are like the the big outfits of the episode. The other the other outfits are just you know, clothes. Pretty, yeah, they're they're just clothes. They're and they're all normal. like consistent with the characters. Yeah. So nothing too out of the ordinary. I think I've seen Larry wear this specific tur- uh not turtleneck polo in like every episode that he's been in. Yeah, like, that's it seems what he like does. He's always wearing this shirt. He is. 
He's, <laughs> yes. He's always wearing this shirt? Yes. Interesting. Okay. okay. And finally, we have, as always, MVP. Yes. Sam, it's your turn to go first. Who is your MVP for this episode? Well, uh, off the bat, let's just say... There's a lot of really dumb moments in this episode. A lot of characters just really embarrass themselves in multiple ways. But, you know. Yeah, this episode's not great for secondhand embarrassment. (laughs) It really is not. But you know what? Uh, I have to give my MVP for, I think, the second straight episode. I knew it. I knew this was who you were going to give it to. To Larry Tudgman. Larry Tudgman. (laughs) I knew it. Really embraces his role as a mailman. He doesn't get down on it. And he's one of the people that really wants to do the project. If you look at people who ultimately want to do the project, it's between Larry and Gordo because the other people are just, there's so much peripheral things going on that they are the only two people who really sort of embrace the assignment. And when it's clear that Larry has a partner who does not care about either of their success... Uh, he just takes matters into his own hands. He won't be bullied. He's the class president. He dumps a bowl of punch on her head. And for that reason, Larry is my MVP of this episode. Boom. Larry Tudgman. Larry's like really on the board right now. He's making a late surge. Well, I guess not a late surge. A late early surge. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like still early, but it's like the end of early. Yeah. We're like, what? A sixth of the way through? Um, A little less. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little less because little less. there's 60-something episodes. Yeah. So, and we're like 10. We're 10. 10 in. In. Yeah. Plus the movie. So we are still only getting started. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Larry Tudgman is my MVP, bringing him up to three. I think that puts him in a tie for second place, if I'm not mistaken. Three? You gave him an MVP last episode also, did you not? I gave him an honorable Ooh. mention. Oh, did you? I gave it to Miranda last time. Oh, okay. So Larry, Larry's at two. Larry's at two. Got you. All right. So Larry's hold at your two. horses. All right, whatever. Um, so Larry's at two. Not second place yet. Uh, but you know what? He's making his way. He is. He is working his way up. Marissa, who's your MVP? I just want to say that I knew you were going to give it to Larry, and I love that I was right. I know you so well. <laughs> I thought about giving it to Larry, too. Honestly, I I don't know. I don't know who my MVP is. This is a harder episode for me. Well, you got to pick somebody. I, I do. I don't, ugh, this is so hard. I don't know who to give it to. No one is screaming my name. Then you just have to pick somebody. Okay, I am going to make maybe like a bold choice here. And I'm going to give it to Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie, you're going to give your MVP to Lizzie McGuire, the girl who got gum stuck in her hair by crawling under a table at the Weird Cafe. Yes. And here's why. Here is why. Sure, Lizzie's actions were a little questionable at the beginning of the episode. Yes, she was alert by the beautiful face that is Ethan Craft. Yes, she exhibited some jealous tendencies and was not paying attention to her husband right in front of her. However, as soon as the illusion breaks, Lizzie is concerned first and foremost about Miranda. She cares about her friend and not humiliating herself at the reunion. 
I gotta say, I'm disappointed in this selection. It feels like you're stacking the votes on Lizzie McGuire so that she'll be the ultimate MVP at the end. I haven't picked Lizzie in a few episodes. I don't know. I just think that on the on the hierarchy of people that you could have chosen for this episode, Lizzie is at least like a five or at, at five or six. This is a disappointing choice for me. I don't agree. I'm disappointed in this choice. I would have I would have put Miranda above Lizzie. No, I stand by Lizzie McGuire. No, I would have put Gordo above Lizzie in this episode. I would have put Miranda above Lizzie in this episode. I just find your MVP choice to be highly dis highly dis. Okay, listen. I admitted Lizzie's shortcomings, but she's there for her friend, and that's what matters. Yeah, but there's there's so many negatives with her, like being no, like getting herself in that situation in the first. You know, place. for a show called Lizzie McGuire, you really dislike Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. And I stand by her. I know Miranda buys into this Mrs. Dr. Ethan Craft thing so fast. She has a great mic drop. She has a mic drop moment. She does have a mic drop moment, but that mic drop moment happens because of Lizzie. I don't, I think she would have had a mic drop moment regardless. No, if Lizzie, if she didn't see that coming, she would have been totally humiliated. She barely saw it coming. She had like 30 seconds to process. And that was all she needed, thanks to Lizzie McGuire. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, Lizzie wins. <laughs> I sense a conspiracy. You know what? I'm changing my MVP from Gordo to Gammy McGuire. <laughs> Your MVP was Larry, not Gordo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> We've been inside for a really long time. Uh... All right, fine. Larry, you're still my MVP. Gordo never was. Gordo never was. Um, yeah. All right, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Not not what I not the you know choice what? I would have made. Okay, clearly. well, if I had to respect Gammy Maguire, you have to respect Lizzie. Actually, Gammy Maguire never got one. It was Nana. Now that I now that I think about it. <laughs> if I had to respect Nana, you have to respect Lizzie. All right, whatever. Okay. And there you have it. We made it through this episode. I hope we still sound put together. We're not put together. That was episode 110. I do, I don't. As always, follow our journey on Twitter at OutfitRepeatPod. Send us questions. You can tweet at us or- We didn't have any questions this week, right? We did not have any. Kelsey did not come through with a question this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sad. It is sad because we- Almost named the segment Kelsey's Question, but then she didn't even have a question. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, if you want the segment named after you, it's still up for grabs. <laughs> Ask us questions. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can tweet them at us or email us at elephantrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yep, uh, I realize I've been a little bit slow on uploading the images, but I will upload the images to the website. So if you're curious about the outfits that we talked about, they will be at that location, www.patchedatemedia.com slash outfit repeaters. And that's a wrap on episode 110, I Do, I Don't. Come back next week for episode 111, Bad Girl Maguire. I am so excited already to talk about Bad Girl Maguire. If you're not a fan of Lizzie now, just you wait. Are you saying that like a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's so good. Like if you're not a fan, then you definitely won't be a fan. Or if you're not a fan, then this will convert you. 
I don't think you're going to like Lizzie in this episode. All right. But I... Should I call my MVP? Should I make a prediction on my MVP for next episode? Sure. Not Lizzie. You know what? Give it Larry, Larry Tudgman. Hat trick. Boom. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, whoever that girl is in the in the clip. Oh, no. I was just picking a random MVP ahead oh. of time. Well, bad girl, McGuire, coming your way soon. <laughs> All right. Can't wait. I have so much to do, but, you know, I'll try and make time for it. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>